0: LifeWay Lifeway. Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network.
1: This is the Ron Edmondson Leadership Podcast.
0: Thanks for listening to the Ron Edmondson Leadership Podcast hosted by LifeWay. Ron's mission is to help church leaders become better leaders. I'm your guest co-host, Chandler Vinoy. Ron, thanks for letting me be back on another episode. Well, thanks
1: for filling in. For my son, Nate, he is uh, – I love doing this with him, but he's just literally um, overwhelmed right now in, in his life and work and fi- family and all those things. Hopefully, he'll be back real soon. And so I think I thank you for jumping in and, and helping us get over this uh, this the soup.
0: Well, I'm excited to be here. And I think today's episode could be helpful to to Nate and, and to many other leaders who may feel overwhelmed. So today we're going to be discussing what to do when the changes needed seem overwhelming. So I know that you've probably got a number of steps to this to take. How many this time?
1: Well, there are five. We're going to take five steps when the changes needed are overwhelming. And uh, we'll Make sure when this one goes out, well, I'll text it to Nate and make sure he listens to this one. So, <laughs> Nate, this one's for you, buddy. But um, there's probably many of them, but for simplicity, I'll just say five. And, you know, I this, this, uh, I would call this even a process that mm-hmm. I go through when I'm overwhelmed that uh, just kind of mentally go through it. You know, um, when we got into church revitalization, it was uh everybody wanted to meet with me everybody uh wanted some of my time and some of that was to complain and you know yeah. be upset about things and there were so many things we needed to change uh and I had to do it strategically and and I knew we couldn't do it as fast as maybe our staff wanted to but we couldn't do it um as slowly as the church wanted to and and, and it, I was just remember being so completely overwhelmed I remember uh, looking at Cheryl one day and and and, uh, and just saying, I wish I could just keep driving, you know, and not even stop at the church when I on. A, uh, uh, so I had to figure out, OK, how am I going to get through this season? You yeah. know, How am I going to survive? There's so much that needs to be changed, but I'm just literally overwhelmed. So what do you do when you find yourself in that situation? It's kind of what we're talking about. Um, so the first one is um, is to step back. Uh, take a day, take a week, but pause everything. Uh, I know that sounds counterproductive. (laughs) You know, everything needs to be done now. There's a timeline. Everybody's looking at you. They want leadership. They want change. You know, there needs to be change, but stepping back gives you a unique opportunity to take kind of a fresh look at the challenges ahead. Um, So Many times what happens is we can't determine where to go because we're too busy working on the problems. Yeah. We're too busy reading the emails of so everybody gets upset or we're too busy, you know, working on trying to get the changes going. So stop and get your breath, um, recalibrate, get a clear head and then you can go at the problem, uh, again. Um, you know, I think, um, uh, and, and Chandler, you're, you're the age of, of, of my boys and, and this will you. So you got lots more energy than I've got. <laughs> but um, but one thing, the sooner you can learn this in your career, the, the Sabbath rest was there by God for de- by design. Mm. And uh, we are only wired to run at a certain pace for so long. And so the sooner you build that into your routine, I notice sitting here as we podcast, there's water there. Need to drink one in a minute. Um, hydration, you know, so incredibly important. I, those are just things that took me years to learn. Step back, recalibrate, and be ready to go.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that leads into the second yeah. one, uh, which is to get fit. Um, I I used to tell our our staff in, um, in when we were planting a church, uh, and and we were just experiencing just really rapid growth and fast change new people you know not anything like the axe church where 3000 were added in the in the day but but certainly there we were experiencing dozens of new people every single week and i used to tell our 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 staff look at this season in the life of our church you just got to be healthy to work here right now you know and and a, as healthy as you can be um mentally physically spiritually you just got to take care of yourself that doesn't mean there's not always going to be things that you out of your control and you can't control those you know family situations or health situations that are completely out of your control i'm not saying you should avoid those but as much as it because you can't avoid those but as much as it depends on you get fit during those seasons eat healthy exercise uh maintain a healthy relationship with your spouse uh, spend extra time in the word of God and Hmm. pray. Don't, don't, uh, I'm so busy. I don't have time to read my word. No, you're so busy. You don't have time not to Right. Um, it's just that you're so busy right now in this season. You don't have the, you don't have time not to exercise. You've got to do that. Um, you know, but what do we do? We do the opposite of that, right? So we're really, really busy so we skip the exercise or we run through McDonald's uh, – I'm, well, I'm not supposed to name some. <laughs> we run through fast food, you know, and that's okay sometimes. That's okay on a splurge day. But on an ex- a really busy day, eat the eat the salad if that's going to keep power you and, and, and keep you going. Um, just be very careful to get fit during those
0: seasons. Hmm. You know, even talking about getting fit and, you know, taking a step back. It reminds me of, I think it was one of the Cathy's, I can't remember if it was Truitt or Dan Cathy talking about Chick-fil-A and they said, Hey, before we get bigger or yeah, before we get bigger, we have to get better. So just as you were saying, you know, if, if the overwhelming changes that you see, and just as you said, the church of acts that had 3000 come in a day, well, if 3000 came to your church as it is today it would destroy you Yes, and you wouldn't be able to keep up, you know, talk about your fitness, talk about even just your relationship with the Lord and just the, you know, how you've set yourself up. So taking a step back and being able to, to set yourself up well. And then also, you know, hearing you say that when when your schedule is wide open, you know, it's easy to plan for things and it just kind of comes and you're like, well, I have a little bit of a break here, right? I'll go hit the gym or I will cook a meal or I'll just be healthier why is it so or maybe not why but how how do you structure time and you know is it just sacrificing certain things or how do you look at your calendar and say you know what these are the things that i need to make happen and not let those slip yeah well and and you know for me uh, you know let's take
1: stepping away to for a day to recalibrate or to exercise or or that sort of thing for me a It starts with the value I place upon that, knowing that how important that is. And that's just come with time and experience. But knowing how important that is, that if I do take the 30 minutes away and 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 uh, uh, go to the gym or get on a uh, get on an exercise bike or whatever, when I'm when I'm able to and get outside and take a walk, you know, or just um, uh, spend that time, I come back. And I'm so much more productive in what I'm going to do. So what normally might have taken me two hours only takes me an hour mm. because I'm I'm just more productive at it. So realizing that 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 uh, what seems counterproductive is actually more productive begins just with that understanding. Hey, this is going to be for my good in the long run.
0: Yeah, you know. Yeah, and, and so much of what you're talking about is is self leadership and yep. making sure that you are <clears throat> you are fit to lead others. Yeah, you know. So also, what what would you say for bringing others into that and almost having others kind of speak into your life and having some accountability? Yeah,
1: I think that's very important. In fact, if you're really, really stressed out, I like to have uh, in every leadership position I've had uh, and I'm in a new one now and I'm forming this right now. I like to have what I call just and it's not my term, it's uh common term, kind of a personal board of advisors. People that I can um, uh, I can sit with and say, here are the things that I'm working on right now that I'm facing. Here's the overwhelming changes that are needed. Which one should I attack first and which ones can I ignore? You know, uh, help me prioritize this. Help me see it from a different perspective. And those are usually just to give uh, perspective. Those are those could be in the church or not in the church for me. Most of the time they are because I've typically been in larger churches, but they will be seasoned uh, leaders, uh, business leaders, uh, education leaders, you know, but but seasoned leaders with many times far more experience than even I have. And I want them to be able to speak into my life. And but they don't even have to be more experienced than you. They just have they need to be good leaders, you Mm. know, and and bounce those ideas off of them. I've got a guy that's uh, that that I work with now. And I just advised him to do that. And it was so foreign to him. He'd not, he'd not heard of that concept before, but we're putting together that personal board of advisors for him now. And he's, he's just kind of giddy about it because (laughs) now he doesn't have to carry the weight of all this on his own. He's going to be able to, not that they're going to do any work for him, but they're going to help him think through the work he's doing. Yeah. And it may be that you hire a coach. I, th- I think that's a great thing to do. Um, you know, I, I get the opportunity to do that with a with a uh, few pastors. And and I don't I mean, I leave the coaching session and I'm like, I didn't help you very much. <laughs> but to them, it was valuable because it was a it was a it was a listening ear and it was a sounding board kind of a someone to help them drive the ball forward.
0: Yeah, that's very helpful. So one and two moving to three. What is that? The
1: third one is to renew the vision. When change is overwhelming, you can get you can you have to remind yourself why you're doing what you're doing. Um, it 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 seems daunting. It's wearing you out, but the why is the key because that's what fueled you in the first place. So why are you doing this to start with? The church is in a mess. We got all these things we need to do, but why are you doing it? Well, because God called you to this, right? I mean, you you have a passion to see the lost come. Uh, come to know Christ in a passion to see God's children grow in closer relationship with him. Renew that vision in your mind. Hey, it'll help you weather the the overwhelmingness of, of the change when you remind yourself why you're doing what you're doing.
0: So absolutely, you know, I think the phrase that a lot of people have heard lately, start with why, come back to your why. Hmm. And I think the vision piece is so important. And I, I don't want people to miss this. That one and two feed into number three. So when you take a step back, you have to be clear about the vision and figure out what that is. So I'm almost going to have us go back to number one real quick. So when somebody steps away and there's a broad vision, so we want to see this church flourish Mm -hmm. in the name of Christ. Absolutely. Should there be a vision that is how narrow should you go with your vision Mm. or how broad should you be? And when you take a step back and take a step away, how do you formulate that and, and so that when it comes to number three or those days where you just yeah. feel beaten down, yeah. that you can be renewed by the vision? Yeah.
1: Well, and and I think there's there's a couple of, of, of different uh, thoughts there. There's your personal vision that God has called you to, and then there's the vision that the churches has, uh, which hopefully they line up, yeah. you know, and that certainly makes it easier. Um It may be easier for me to answer to put it in my own context. So for me, I know when God called me out of the business world into the ministry, vocational ministry world, uh, that I was I was I was to seek and save the lost. You know, Um, I was I was I'm fired up by knowing that people who um, who may be. Maybe they don't even know God or or don't believe in Him, or maybe they do a little bit, but not don't quite have a close relationship. When they get more passionate about Christ and following Him, I know I'm done what I've been called to do. So when I'm caught up, for example, in a uh, enormous change and all these meetings and all this structure and all this the business of church that wears me out. I've got to get back to the vision God called me to, and I've got to get to a, go to a coffee shop and and meet with some people I don't know, you know, and meet with some lost people because that's going to fuel me because yep. that's the personal vision God has given me for my life. It's the same with the church. You got all these enormous changes, and you got all uh, the, the 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 stuff you have to go through. The whether that's committee meetings and deacon meeting, the elder meetings, and all the different things that you got to do but the mission is to is disciples making disciples right so let's make a phone call and get a uh, a mature believer to meet with a, a a new believer and help a disciple make a disciple that'll fuel you again because that's what the vision of the church is does that
0: make sense absolutely yeah very helpful okay so changes ahead of you are overwhelming you're yeah. sitting there you're renewed by the vision and you got to take a step forward, what is number four? Number four is chart a course one step at a time.
1: Uh, it, this is the old cliche, how, to, how do you eat an elephant? <laughs> you know, one bite at a time. Mm-hmm. So plan out some baby steps to get there, uh, one foot in front of the other. Uh, you know, too many times we we look at the enormous – of a problem or, or of all the things that need to be done. And it, we just shut down because it's, it's too overwhelming. Start to break that down into what is one step I can do right now. You know, what is one thing I can do today? And then what is one thing I can do tomorrow? Now I like to start every day with just a simple list of, here are five things that I'm going to get done today. And, and I'm pretty, Good about checking those off, and I'm not going to put more on that list than I know I can get done that day based on my calendar. But those are positive steps that move us, you know, further down the road and towards the finish line. But if I was to list everything we need to get accomplished <laughs> over the next six months, I'd be—I I mean, I'd be so stressed out I couldn't get anything done. Mm-hmm. What can I do today, and make sure I'm doing that, and take those steps? So just plan it out methodically, one step at a
0: time. Yeah, uh, I think there was a book I read recently, Atomic Habits, and it's talking about you know everybody wants to make these lifestyle changes, and it could be a diet. I want right. to lose twenty pounds, or or maybe you want to go to the gym and you want to be able to to bench this, right? And all of those, it's you can say the the broad goal, good goal, but it needs to be broken down into yeah. well, daily. This is going to be my calorie count. That's this right. is going to be how many times I get yeah. to the gym. That's right. And w- what I hear you saying there is, it takes intentionality. Yes, because just to have the broad goal right. and the broad vision it's almost we just keep coming back to taking a step away yeah, yeah. and cuz you're going to have to break that down That's and right. say what do we need to do yeah. to make this happen so let me ask you this how do you kind of formulate let's say you have a, a big vision for your church mm-hmm. how do you begin to break that down into you know monthly weekly and daily tasks So that you are taking baby steps and you're, you're, you're doing that for yourself, but you're also doing that for the church that you're leading.
1: Well, let me say this too. And I I think that, uh, your, your question, uh, generates a a thought that I would probably say to a lot of pastors, uh, is you don't have to do it Mm. always. Um, so you may have the broad idea and it's a good one, you know, uh, you know, it's God given it's, 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 it's worthy. It's, um, it's doable, all those sort of things, you don't always have to be the one to figure out how to get it done. Invite people in. In fact, uh, in fact, let's number five. (laughs) Let's go there. Let's go to number five. Invite people along the the journey because it could be, hey, look, I know we're supposed to do this. I know there's something uh, better around the corner. We need to get there. I'm overwhelmed with all this. Help me figure out the steps to get there. You know, so, so don't be afraid to ask people for that. Um, uh, don't be afraid to give out tasks to do that. But 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 back to your question of how you do that. How do you take? Uh, you know, you got this lofty goal. How do you break it down? Again, that begins with um, I can't do it without a whiteboard. <laughs> first of all, <laughs> yeah. you know, so I'm going to write the big idea on the whiteboard, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, try to one step at a time, as we talked about, piecemeal that or what. If that was true, what would have to happen in mm-hmm. order for that to happen? So what are those things? And so uh, I, I, let me see if I can throw one out here. We we want to have um, the biggest Christmas we've ever had, mm-hmm. you know, at our church. Yep. Okay. So if that were true, what would have to happen? Well, we'd have to have more people attend, right? I mean, that makes sense. <laughs> and and that what would that mean? So how would we do that? Well, we would have to invite them. We'd have to have a program, you know, a campaign to invite them. We'd have to have some marketing. We have to, and you just start to piece those down. And the more you flesh that out, uh, th- the further you flesh that out, the smaller the chunks become. And then you can assign them one day at a time. Yeah.
0: It feels more doable. Right. Yep. Exactly. So, it, number five was invite people on the journey. Anything else you want to say on that one? You know, I think um, uh, one
1: of the things, let me give you a scenario, and this may tie in a bunch of them. So when I got to the the the, the ch- last, it wasn't the most recent church I was at, but Emmanuel. We were there six years, and it was we inherited a, a mass. It was a church was in a really difficult spot, and the first three years were really difficult, and the last three years were just absolutely wonderful. We would we love those people, would love to be there, um, hope to get to continue to go back, but. I felt so overwhelmed uh, at at times that I had to do all these steps. Uh, I had to step back. I had to, you know, get fit. I had to renew the vision. I had to chart a course one step at a time and invite people on the journey. The smartest thing that I did in the initial days was once we identified a few major things we could do to help move the church forward, I identified a champion for each one of those hmm. and, and I identified a champion who would identify a team around them. So we had, and we actually ended up with seven major initiatives. And so we had seven champions for those. And we had seven, each, each of the seven probably had a team of at least three, some of them, as many as 10 on their team. And they led that team to address that initiative. So, what I, I was able to do was see enormous progress over a fairly short amount of time because we had these, uh, and you can't have all the same people, you know. So, if you're in a smaller church, yep. it, maybe you're only going to attract three. <laughs> Everybody's got, attacking everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can't have, if you have three initiatives, you can't have mm-hmm. th- one person chairing all of those or you're yep. going to be very f- effective. But we had seven uh, with seven champions, pro- probably a collective of about 30 people or more that were working towards these major objectives. That's energy. You know, that's momentum. And I'm able at that point to be a cheerleader, to be a, a uh, resourcer, to be an encourager, to, you know, and, uh, and and so that's we would not have been successful had I not allowed other people to take leadership and ownership along the journey.
0: Hmm. Yeah. The over the feeling overwhelmed by the changes that you need and just hearing what you said is, you know, I'm just thinking about if you're carrying the full weight of it. Yeah. All of a sudden, you're just starting to hand out pieces of the weight. That's right. And, and you know, not saying that at the end of the day, you are responsible That's because exactly. you're the leader. Yeah. But at the same time, you have you have brought others around you to say, hey, we're going to carry this together That's in right. the delegation. Yeah. So That's right. Well, maybe you're feeling overwhelmed at the changes that are occurring in your life right now. And we just suggest these five steps and we do hope that they, that you find them helpful. And if you're enjoying the podcast, hey, please help us out. Download, share, and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And let us know topics that you'd like us to discuss in future episodes. We'll see you next time. No matter how many people you have on staff at your church, there's only so much you can accomplish in a day, right? Your church exists to serve your community. So the mission of your church and its staff is to reach as many people as you can. That's why productivity is essential for churches, as most of your church's success lies in its ability to lean into and leverage resources for optimum performance. And thankfully, our friends at Belay know this well. Belay is an innovative staffing solution with over 10 years of experience serving churches and they have successfully matched thousands of organizations with part-time virtual assistants, bookkeepers, and social media strategists. That's why they're offering our listeners a free download of their resource, Church Leaders, Essential Strategies to Unleash Productivity. Let Belay help your church live its mission in your community by helping you juggle less and accomplish more. Just go to belay, that's B-E-L-A-Y, solutions.com slash lifeway for your free download.